God's wanting for us to live with. That we're so in unison, one with another, that we're able to do incredible things. And I believe that as we commit ourselves to one another and to God more and more, that he is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. I believe that passionately. Second week of Vision Sunday, I want to just take a few moments to just uh, really um, confirm again our second uh, goal in the life of the church, and that is to love and serve our community. So I wonder if you'd just grab your Bible in your hand and we're going to look at Acts chapter 2. I'm going to ask uh, Bob and Andrea, uh, not now, but during uh, my talk this morning to come and help me, uh, in particular as we look at practically practical ways that we can do this. Um, but we'll just take a few moments and just look at this together. I really pray that God would um, stir something in all of our hearts to, um, to love and serve our community. If you've got Acts chapter 2, just keep your, your, your finger in the pages. If you've come across this book, Servolution, or you've heard me mention it, or you've bought it and you've not yet read it, let me encourage you to, to read it. If you've never seen it before, I'd encourage you to go and buy it. It's um, by uh, Dino uh, Rizzo, and uh, he runs a, a church in America, and just started with a handful of people, and, and uh, 16 years later has become a significant uh, congregation, and it's, uh, it's fueled by a, a desire for God and a desire to help hurting people. And he writes, when I was a little kid, I got a pretty nasty burn on my leg. And the doctor applied over the large open wound a bandage designed to adhere to the burned skin. The bandage was made of a material that had a a healing ointment in it. And as the burn healed and the skin began to grow, the bandage and the skin fused. It worked almost like a skin graft and it was very effective in the process of healing. This is a picture of what the local church should be. We're not to be a band-aid that provides a small amount of healing and protection for the hurting people around us, only to be taken off and once again made separate. The church and the community should be fused, working as a unit to bring about healing. Part of our strategy is to become a vital part of life in our region. Not just to be a place for people to visit on weekends, but truly to be a healing place for a hurting world. We want to be involved, to be part of the cure, and to be a resource for rehabilitation and restoration. If you've still got your your finger in the pages, let me read from Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, because it sums up beautifully through the scriptures what Dino Rizzo is talking about. And it says from verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods. They gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. 
And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I love the beauty of this picture. It's a beautiful picture of the beginning of church and what God can do with people who commit themselves to one another. Our second goal in the life of Arena Church is to love and serve our community. And I believe we've just read from a book of a church that is committed to the community and loving the community, and we see a biblical picture of a group of people who were not just talking about it, but they were doing it. And when I think about community, I can't help but think about two parts, two aspects to community. So if you have a pen and paper, you might just want to take these down, because I believe they'll be helpful. You'll have heard them before, but I pray that God would help us all to see something new again as we approach this morning's message. The two things that I see out of the word community from the scriptures is this. There were a group of people who were in community. You see, God has called us to be in community. The second thing that I see is the need to embrace or impact or love and serve our community. Do you understand? So there is the need to be in community. Let's look at that one first. The whole passage that I've just read is littered with community language. It really is. It talks about the fusing of their hearts and their minds with one purpose, with one love, with one common cause and one common goal. And it was all anchored and centered in the cross of Christ. It really was. This was not just good works. This was all about Christ and wanting to serve the community in which they were living. And so that is what brought them to the point of this togetherness. There's a word in there of fellowship. Many of you will know if you've ever done any particular biblical study, that Greek word is koinonia. I don't know whether I've pronounced it right, probably not, but you get the, you get the, the thought. And the Greek root word of koinonia is fellowship. But it's actually more than that. It actually, if you really delve further, which I did this morning, it was talking about the whole, the whole aspect of community. That word koinonia means community. They were together in community. They devoted themselves to community. You see, there is the need to commune and be connected one with another. That is why we encourage this to happen. We see they met in the temple courts. There is a need for the gathered church, friend. The gathered church is so important for us to come together, to be inspired, to hear from God, to hear messages that will help us to, to have fellowship one with another. But also we're committed to the small group where they broke bread in their homes. They prayed together in their homes. There was a connecting point at the temple and there was a connecting point in small groups. And I want to be clear, I'm committed to both. It's not an either or. We want community to happen in both of those contexts. But it's interesting to note as you delve further, and I hope you're still with me, but the whole issue of koinonia amongst those people and how they proved koinonia, fellowship, community, was they exhibited a giving and a contribution to the family of God. 
I'm sorry if that upsets you. What they were basically saying is, if you are part of the family of God, if you are part of the community, the proof of that is your contribution to that fellowship. Contribution of giving of yourself and of your money, of your time, of your effort, giving wholeheartedly to the community. So those people who say to me, well, you know, I'm not into it for all that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't be in Koinonia on your terms. My family, I have a wife and four children. I can't just say, well, I'm in family for that, but I'm not in family for that. I like that piece, but I'm not sure about that piece. I like the fact that we have nice days out, but when the kids need bathing and when the kids need the teeth scrubbing and when the kids need telling off, I'm not in for that, Caroline. I'm not bothered about that family. Sorry, it doesn't run like that. You're either in it. Am I making myself clear? I know it might be a bit daft. You're either in it or you're not. And we want to encourage and fuel we're not wanting to thrash. We're not wanting to drive. I'm aware there's a number of visitors here. Please, we're not wanting to thrash you into community. This is not a controlling, contrived, manipulative kind of thing. This is free will. These people freely committed themselves to each other before God and before the eldership. And God did amazing things. We see there that they came with family love and family values, they committed themselves. They were in community. They were unified. They loved and they cared. To love and serve our community. I know you could say, well, that's all about out there. But I want to be clear. It's about here as well. We want in this community to be cared for. That is why we pray the way we do, Mandy, for you. And that is why we pray the way that we do for you, Linda. That is why we have prayed for the way that you are, for some of the needs that are around the life of the church and have done historically over years. We will continue to do that and not just pray, but help the best we can. We haven't got all the answers. We haven't got all the resources, but if it's in our power to do it, we'll do it. If you ask me for some money now, I haven't really got money. I've had a, a egg. That wasn't mine, by the way. Honest, honestly, it wasn't. This was Isaac. He just loves giving me gifts. But, uh, you know, if you ask me for something now, I haven't got an awful lot, but if it's in my power to do it, I'll do it. In Jesus' name, you have to believe that. And that is what's about being in community. But secondly, because there is, it can't just be about this. But if you haven't got this, you can't have the other. Hello? Because you have no springboard and you have no strength to work from. So, the second part to this is actually impacting or going into or serving and loving our community. Going into the community. Let's look at verse 45 quickly. Let's move at pace. You see, they sold their possessions and good and they gave to anyone as he had need. So, question. What is the need of our community? What is the need of your neighborhood? What is the need of your family? What is the need of your friends? What is the need of your work colleagues? What is the need? And if you don't know what their need is, find out what their need is. Find out what their need is. What is their needs? What are your needs this morning? And they'll come in a variety of different boxes and packages because not every need is the same. But I do think there are some headline needs that we must address. The first thing I want to say is this. Everyone needs a friend. 
Are you hearing me this morning? Everybody needs a friend. If you think that you're a, a, an island, well, okay, God bless you. But every one of us needs a friend. Every one of us needs a friend. Ladies, help me out here. You must have seen this mushy video at some point. It's called A Walk in the Clouds. And has anybody seen it? I know my wife has. Has anybody else seen A Walk in the Clouds? It stars Keanu Reeves. Oh, Carol has. Yes, yeah, somebody else. It stars Keanu Reeves. I'll just give you the background to it. Basically, this young soldier has just come back from Second World War. I know it's Hollywood. And uh, he gets hooked up with this lady. This lady takes him home, and she's from aristocracy. She's from a very wealthy Mexican uh, vineyard family. But his background is he's an orphan. His mom and dad abandoned him. And he has nobody. And he has no one. And the father is very, very disrespectful to this young man, this Keanu Reeves, because he doesn't like the fact that his, his uh, daughter is hooked up with him. And so at the dinner table, he's just rude, he's ugly, it's just an awful scene. And really just says to him, you know, you have no past and no future. That was the statement. You have no past and you have no future. Well, the grandfather's round the table. The grandfather is a very wise man. And his name's, can you remember, Anthony, Anthony Quinn? The Academy, just a great, I love, we, us kids, the kids of what, we love the granddad. The granddad gets this Paul Sutton Keanu Reeves and takes him up to the vineyard that they planted a number of hundred years ago where it all started. He starts to talk to him about his life and the reason why the father's like he is and etc. and etc. But he says to him, this closing remark is, Paul Sutton, you are an orphan no more. You are an orphan no more. And we, we, we watched it, and I just noticed, I said, what a profound statement that he's just made. Now, hear me, it's Hollywood, but there are a number of people that we come across who may have parents, they may have family, but they have an orphan spirit. They feel alone. They feel abandoned. They just feel empty and by themselves. Because of podcasting, how it goes about, there was a few guys around Alton Castle and with them going off, that I had a keen interest in. Pete knows this. Well, they, they all, all the guys do. I had a keen interest in. Just because I just saw some of their lives. And there was one particular young man who has family. I had a particular interest in him. Because I thought, this guy's got history and past. And we can help him. And I just said to these guys, didn't I, can you remember? I said, now guys, duh, 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 make sure. I won't tell them what to do, by the way. Honest, I didn't need any. I won't try to control it. Just so I say, just make sure you. What was beautiful about this young man is something happened over the weekend. He was there on Sunday night at Mansfield. The orphan spirit has departed. He feels connected, Jared. He feels loved. He feels cared for. He feels accepted. And it was absolutely fantastic for me to see it. I loved it. People need. A friend. There are widows and orphans. You may say, well, what are the church going to do? No, what can we do? What can we do? I'm just saying, what can you do? If you know them, let's meet the need in Jesus' 
name. Be a friend. Be a help. You see, Deuteronomy 15 verse 11 says, There will always be the poor people in this land. We'll always have them amongst us. Therefore, I command you to be open-handed towards your brothers, that is, the community, and towards the poor and needy in your land, the whole earth. So we see the mandate of taking care of one another here in community, but then going further than that to the whole earth, meeting the need. People need friends. What else do people need? They need physical and material need very quickly. Some are not, of course, people need, some people need feeding, some people need clothing, some people need a house, some people may need a lift. Whatever it may need, may be, let's find out what the needs are, because I don't want to be and have that judgment on us where Jesus said, I was hungry, I was thirsty, I was in need, and you didn't meet it. Well, when did we see you, Jesus? You didn't do it for these people. You didn't do it for me. And we need to be careful that we live beyond ourselves and love and serve our community. So the fact is, yeah, we will have some people who will take advantage and take the rip. And we've got to measure that. But let's try and meet the need in Jesus' name. So what else do people need? They need a friend, they need physical, material need, but they have a spiritual need. Friend, today you may be in here and you may say, well, everything's all right, but I'm starting to realize there's something lacking inside. It's what Billy Graham describes, and I just had a quick snapshot of him yesterday on this crusade. I mean, he is a powerful communicator. What an awesome man of God. And Billy Graham described it like this, that there's an emptiness in each of us and there's a space that only Jesus can fill. And that is true. That is true. That's all I can say. Only Jesus could have filled my need. No amount of money, no amount of cars, whatever it was, food, women, men, whatever it may be for you, only Jesus can fill that void and that need. Because there is a spiritual need in every one of us. And this is where you good evangelists step in who want to share the gospel in, you know, three points. This is where you get your opportunity. Because actually people do need to hear that it's Jesus, who Jesus can help. I'm not talking about some fairy out there kind of gospel where we never mention Jesus. I'm talking about mentioning Jesus. He's the reason why we do what we do. He's the, he's the one who's poured the love in our hearts and makes us do what we do. Because the reality is, without Jesus, we'd all be selfish. So there are needs that are in our community. And as we go to our community, let's, by God's help, meet the need. Some of you have got some incredible stories to tell. Some of you have got some visions and dreams and passions. You've never shared them with me. You've never shared them with the leadership. You need to come and book appointments or come and just grab us on a Sunday and start talking to us. Because he doesn't need me to initiate these things. Some of you are thinking about things that I've not even thought about. And I'm saying to you, in Jesus' name, please, for God's sake, get on with it. There needs to be, of course, you know, controls and whatever in that. We're not talking about a free-for-all, but we are talking about you don't need to come and ask for permission to, can I go and visit my neighbor who's on her own? Get on with it. Get on with it in Jesus' name. Let's love and serve our community, our community, in Jesus' name. In May 2011, 
which ain't going to be long, because if we've been only 75 days to Christmas, and all lovers on countdown for this May Bank holiday soon, we've got the most amazing thing that we're going to do. We I ain't got a clue what it is yet, but I know it's going to be amazing. I haven't got a clue. If you ask me what we, I haven't got a clue, Jared. Honestly, I haven't got a flipping clue. I don't know why I keep picking on you at the minute. I ain't got a clue, but it's going to be amazing. Because God's in it, and God's all over it. And if we will rise with one voice and one heart and just commit our hearts, like that Japanese precision, if we will just work together, we're going to do something amazing for Jesus. And so on May, the bank holiday, I think it's 27th, 28th, 29th, we're going to love and serve our community. If you've got some ideas around that, you need to see Paul. Where's Paul? Oh, he's in the crash, is he? Okay. Paul is, is, is helping us uh, with that. The guy was the thin guy playing. Well, they're all thin, actually, up here, but uh, that's why they don't. Uh, oh, except Andy. <laughs> that's why I can't get in, absolutely. I'm joking, man. I'm joking. He's upset with me now. We need to give ourselves to this weekend. Well, we don't have to, but we're asking you to get involved and give yourself to this weekend. And, uh, and more than that, not just this weekend, but it'll, it'll just fuel some other things outside of that. The second thing that we're continuing to do is our food bank. Put your hand up if you're not aware what food bank is. Seriously, if you have no idea what I'm talking about when I mention food bank. Okay, there's a few of you. I will just say very quickly then. Food bank springs out of the need that we realized that there were people in our community who were going to bed at night hungry. Children, couples, families, and not just your stereotypical you know, drug, drug user or alcoholic who's done whatever. The, there was all kinds of people, women who were fleeing homes, people coming out of prison, you know, people who've just lost their jobs. And it just became apparent to us right on our doorstep there was a need. And so we responded to that need. That's why that great, ugly-looking container in the corner is there. It's uh, soon to be full of food, in Jesus' name. It may not be always full of food, because we're hoping that it won't be full of food, because it will just keep going out, but it will continually be filled with food. Many churches around the nation have done it. We're not, it's not new to us, and uh, we've taken advice on some of those people. But basically, we're able to give a short-term solution to people. So we can actually give them three days' worth of food for free. And uh, they can come up to six times a, a, a year. We're working with the referral agencies in the town, so social services, you know, action housing. I could go on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're doing all the referrals for this. We're really excited. That is why I asked these guys to put this on here, because many people bring things to be able to give away to people that are in need. Let me just give you one case very quickly. There was a young guy who came to the church. Uh, actually, he was contacted through uh, the chaplaincy service. And, um, and then there was action housing that brought him along. There's a young guy, local to the area, but as a result of him being found in prison, his mom and his grandma and his sister didn't even want to know him. They said, don't come and darken our door again. We don't want to know you. So that was the end of that. He went to prison, came out, petty stuff, came out, first time in came to us, basically he had the clothes that he was stood up in he had no shampoo, no deodorant he had nothing to shave with and no food, but he had a house but they can't unfortunately give him any money because he's waiting for his gyro to come through 
So there's an issue here. Houston, there's a problem. So we were able to, by God's grace, say, okay, well, we can sort your toiletries out. We can sort your clothes out. We took him up to Arena Hope. Dave Crabtree, you were away, I think. Dave uh, came down, opened the shop up. Dave went and he was like the uh, dressing, what is it, Gok, what's his name? Gok, whatever it is. He went, <laughs> he went, really, I'm joking. Dave, I'm joking. It were brilliant. Dave just went up, just got what he needed to get, get down. We said to this young guy, who remained nameless, is this okay? Okay, why are you doing this? What's the crack? What's the deal? Well, we're just doing it because we can. Okay, so we get him some food, three days worth of food, and uh, that's it. I heard him again saying to his caseworker, why are they doing this? Well, they can. They just want to. That's just one instance of a young man who genuinely confirmed through the agency has nobody to help him. If we hadn't have been here, he'd have gone hungry. He wouldn't have been able to have a shave until his gyro comes through. And anybody who's been in that situation, that can take weeks sometimes to come through. So all we're trying to do in our own small way is alleviate that issue. You guys have been awesome because you guys are helping to do that because already we're on it without even the official launch. You guys are bringing food, etc. This is what it is, and we're able to do it. We've literally given away scores of hampers. I don't even put a figure to it. Just absolutely loads of um, food partner hampers, food parcels that we've given away. But we need further help. So I'm going to ask Bob and just Bob. I'm going to ask Bob if you'd just come and share just for a few minutes, Bob, and, uh, and then I'll pick it up at the end we've, when we're nearly through. Thank you. Thanks, Christian. That's, um, that story really just brings it all together for Food Bank because the way I see it with Food Bank, if, if we make the difference to one life, then we've done what we need to do because that's what it's all about is making a difference. And our mandate as Christians is making a difference to the lives in our area. And if we go away from this life and never make a difference in our lifetime, then we've failed. So it's really important that we do that. Um, the name Food Bank, if you think about it, there's a, there's a clue in that. It's called a bank. Now, any bank... Or any banker will tell you that no bank will be successful without people that put deposits in the bank. Now, those deposits can be large or they can be small. But every single bank will need deposits. And when you talk to people who form building societies, they're started by people coming together in a very, very small way. Now, our job, myself and Andrea. Andrea, just stand up just in case they don't know you, Andrea. You don't want to come out. You can stand up. Go on. Thank you. Um, our job is to try and encourage people to put deposits in our bank. We're going to contact as many people as we can. That would be businesses, community leaders, um, supermarkets, whatever. But we had a meeting, and our first thought was, why don't we use the contacts that we have closest to us? And that's our friends, our neighbors, people we work with, and everyone here in our community. Because this is our community we just heard. So what I'd like to do is just to give you some idea of what we're talking about here. Because just for a minute now, don't put your hands up yet, but when I finish talking, I want you to put your hand up if you're one of these people. Um, if you work in an office, if you work in a factory, if you go to a school, if you're in uh, sixth form college, if you're in university, if you go to any local community like a coffee morning, if you go in a coffee shop or any other form of employment, just put your hand up please. If you work in a van rental firm. Just about every hand in the, in the room should be up, really, because every single one of us has a contact with a group of people. And the reason for me giving you that um, 
sort of uh, opening there was just to say that we're trying to use those contacts that every one of us has to try and help food bank. Now, in the past, what we've done, we've given you a shopping list, and Christine held up a shopping list today, and some people might have thought, oh, blimey, how big is that shopping list? And Christian just read out where people got together and they sold everything they had and gave it to the poor. And we're not asking you to do that. All we're saying is that if you feel that the shopping list is too big, and as Christine said, if it's just one item, then bring it in. We're trying to encourage every single person every week to think about bringing one item in. If you want to bring more in, that's fantastic. But you think how many people are in this room, and if every one of us brought in just one item, that would be so useful. What we're going to do, we're going to have a box at the front of the church alongside the pallets. So the pallet's still there. So if you want to bring a, a full bag, please just keep bringing the bags in. We need that. But we'll have a, a box in the front here. And in the box, we've got a can of beans. Now, anyone could go to their cupboard and pick out a can of beans, I'm sure. Now, if you check the list that we've got, everything that's on that list, or some of the things on the list you have in your cupboards. And I don't think there's one of us that will have an empty cupboard. And if you thought on a Sunday morning, oh, I've not bought any shopping, but grab a can or grab something else from your cupboard. I'm pleased to say that there are Tesco beans. I like Sainsbury's, but Christian said it should be something else. But it doesn't matter if it's Tesco's or Sainsbury's. You don't have to buy Cross and Blackwell or HP. Okay. Another thing we've got there is just um, pasta. And again, this is just four or five items that Andrew's picked up out of her cupboard just to sort of say, look, these things are in there. So I think you get the message there. It's if it's in your cupboard, pick it up and bring it in. The boxes will be there every week and they will be emptied. Um, that's our bit to do. That's the easy bit. Secondly, we want to try and get people, if they can, if you work for a company now or where your place of work or your place of education or your contacts, try somehow to get one of these boxes in that place. Now, if you're not good at asking people for things like that, you feel a bit embarrassed about it, then what we've got, we've, we've got a, a letter of introduction here that you can use. And once you've got that letter, take it along to whoever's in charge or someone in there and just show it to them. If you don't want to do that, get their phone number. We'll ring them, we'll meet them, and we'll show it to them, we'll talk to them. And all the letter says is, I'll read it to you. It says, we would like to introduce you to a new initiative, the Arena Community Food Bank. Here at Arena Community, we have become increasingly aware of the urgent need to help local people facing the possibility of redundancy, poverty, and in some cases, homelessness. Because even though people are without food, sometimes they're without homes. The recent recession has hit small communities hard, and Ilkeston and its surrounding areas are no exception. Our aim is to offer people short-term help by providing food parcels while they get back on track. We're working closely with local government and charitable agencies to ensure we help those in most need. Those referred to us will receive a three-day food pack, including easy recipes for meals and relevant information leaflets. Your organization can help by placing an Arena Community Food Bank collection bin in a prominent place for donations from employees, customers, people that use this facility. The Arena Community Food Bank team will simply collect the donations at your convenience. Thank you for taking time to read the letter. If you feel you'd like to be a part of this initiative to help break the cycle of poverty, please do not hesitate to contact us for further information and our numbers will be on there. Now that's a very straightforward, very simple letter that we can use. So we're just saying that if you are in any way interested in helping with this, that would be fantastic. We know everyone's got the same heart. We all want to make a difference. And that's just a very, very simple way of doing that. At the end of the meeting today, Andrea will be on the resource hub and we just say please contact us or give us your contact details. We can make sure a copy of this letter is given to you. I'm sure this time next week, Many of us will have used that letter already. And over the coming weeks and months, we can make a big difference. We need to build up a big deposit of food. I did say to Christian the other week about it, we're talking, he said, I said, how many bags have we got left at that particular point? He said, 20. 
I thought, what if we get a rush of 20 people come in? It can happen. So we need to have resources and reserves to make sure that we're going to get enough food for these people. I talked about banks. There's a lot of talk about bankers getting massive bonuses of millions of pounds. This bank's going to get a massive bonus, but it's not money. It's the impact we make on the people out there. So let's just work together and let's make a difference, please. Thank you. Please, um, please come and talk with uh, Andrea at the Resource Hub or Bob, and they'll gladly give you further information. We, 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 we've, we've completed our, our morning uh, in that, the presentation. Uh, just one thing to say that next week we'll be starting with a new series, but during the morning we are going to just have our own harvest kind of festival kind of feel, and we're going to encourage you all just to bring tins, bags, whatever you need to bring. And we'll just all present it here, and that will be our first. I know you've already been doing that, but we'll all come together. We'll send you an email out, uh, but I think that will be a good thing for us to do uh, together. I wonder if we just close our eyes and, and, um, and bow our heads.